And I'll take your sleeping. Housekeeping? Could you come back in an hour? Housekeeping, you want towels? Our towels need sleepy. Housekeeping, you want men for pillow? Please go away. Let me sleep for the love of God. All right, guys, welcome back to the Dom Chiota Show. I'm your host, Dom Chiota, where we'll be talking about movies for movie fans, and I'll be bringing you a little insight into what it all means. So today we have a new guest, a new host. We're trying things out, like I say, every Friday. I have with us Apollo. Introduce yourself, man. Hello. Um, I'm Apollo. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, nothing much to say. Uh, okay. Th- okay. Okay, where are you from? Uh, I'm from Florida. And, nice, yeah. nice. All right, and and uh, I'm from Texas, you know, the Lone Star State out here. Yeah. All right, so we got a couple topics here that we're going to run through and uh, we're going to discuss. Um, and then I have a topic for the end that I'm not sure if I want to put in the beginning or save for the end. So we'll kind of, uh, we'll kind of go from there. All right. But let's see. Um, our first topic. So, director James Wan, uh, the director of the up-and-coming Aquaman movie, revealed that on Twitter that we'll be able to see the first trailer for the Aquaman movie. Um, he posted a picture that said San Diego Comic-Con, and his post on Twitter says... Uh, Comic-Con will be insane. This is the new logo. Freshly smugged, uh, smuggled off the Atlantis, stolen off King Omo's, uh belt buckle. The movie hits theaters December 21st. What does uh, all that mean? I don't... Uh, so, I have a, a, a complicated relationship with James Wan. Because okay. he's made some really good things, and he's made a, a, a lot of really bad things. Uh, I have a feeling that you're going to say one of his bad movies is Fast and Furious 7. Um, yeah, yeah, but um, oh. I, why did you like that? Did you really I like listen, the Fast and the Furious movies for me, they are uh, guilty pleasures. Guilty pleasures. Yeah, yeah, man. I could see that. I could see that for a lot of people. Just it's not nothing to take too seriously. Right. Yeah. But yeah, he's made a lot of just Saw, I guess. Saw was like his mo- like what what brought him up. Um other than that, it's just been conjuring uh Annabelle. He's just trying to open up that demonic cinematic universe from the Annabelle series. So Well, I actually really loved the first two um Conjuring movies. I thought they were really good. Yeah, I think they're I think they're great too. Conjuring and but as soon as he played off that Annabelle thing is where he lost it for me. So the, if I remember correctly, uh, when it comes to Annabelle, he was a producer on the film. He wasn't directing. Mm. So the first movie, Annabelle, if I remember correctly and reading uh, about it, um, the director of the movie was, a, was his cinematographer for The Conjuring films. Yeah, but you and, know he was involved. Oh yeah, it, definitely. Absolutely, so. yeah. So, and then, um, what's his name? I'm drawing a blank on his name, but he made the movie uh, Lights Out. Lights Out, yeah, yeah. He he directed the second Annabelle movie, which is pretty cool. I don't I know. Do... I... Oh, you can go up? ahead. Sorry. Oh no, I, I'm saying that uh, I, I think the second Annabelle movie is. A lot better than the first one. Yeah, the second the animal movie, but I just it just feels like I get, it's from the con. I think the Conjuring was great. I think it was like the one of the best horror movies of that year. But then after that, I think he just got carried away and just like I'm gonna create this like cinematic great universe, and it's gonna like Conjuring. Like his upcoming releases are Conjuring Three, The Crooked Man. Uh, the nun, which I don't know if nun is a, a part. Oh yeah, the nun is a part of the anime yeah. universe. So yep. it just it's it just seems like he's lost it for me. I really sure. like him. So, hey, uh, quick question: Is there a lot of feedback 
uh, coming from my mic. I feel like I'm echoing a little bit. Is that is that happening? I'm not hearing any. I'm not hearing any. Uh, You're not hearing either. anything. No. Okay. All right. Cool. So we'll continue with the show. All right. Um. Let's see. I. I don't know how I feel about Aquaman, and I know everybody wants to hate on Aquaman. Um, we got him in Justice League, and we all know how that movie was. Yeah. <laughs> I, if I, it's it's one of my guilty pleasures too, as well. It's not a perfect film, but I can appreciate it for what it is. Um, it's a lot better than the Green Lantern movie with Ryan Reynolds. Yeah. So. I just I, I see it as like making a making a spin-off movie of a character that no one wanted a spin-off movie. It was if it's like it, it it's like if Marvel made a Hawkeye movie. It's like nobody wants to see Jeremy Renner in a Hawkeye movie. Nobody wants to go see that. I feel the same way about this. I don't really want to go see an Aquaman movie. I don't really okay. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, one of the big things I say on my show all the time that I try to keep everybody involved and remember is all film is subjective. So yeah. and, 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 and that's pretty cool. Um, I don't know. See, OK, let, let me propose this to you. Right. Uh, mm-hmm. We can. And as I say this, let me kind of roll into my second topic and um, and we'll kind of branch off from there. So today marks the five-year anniversary that Zack Snyder brought us Man of Steel. I think um, the Richard Donner Superman movie and um, Man of Steel are like batting for the top movie out of super out of the Superman franchise. Um, and I we were discussing you said that you don't you don't like man of steel i i uh, i agree with you that it's like it is it is one of the best superman movies but then then again the superman movies haven't been very well haven't been very good after that like i haven't been it's just been man of steel was okay it was okay sure i uh i can see where it comes from Mm -hmm. um so essentially, with Man of Steel, we were um, led into Batman versus Superman, and that was highly anticipated because it's like the first time the Cape Crusader and the Golden Boy were on screen with each other, and uh, they were going to battle it out for truth, justice, and the whole American bullshit, right? Yeah. And uh, that flopped. But yeah. the the director's version of that movie, the ultimate director's cut or whatever, is actually a better movie than the one we got in theaters. So I I see I watched the director's cut as well. Right. And I, <laughs> I agree with you it's good. It's I mean I agree with you the director's cut is a lot better. Right. But still I I just, it's too, it's I just it's still not great. It's still uh, just well, a bunch of corny mess. Yeah, um, Jesse Eisenberg as uh, Lex Luthor, I could have done without him. But yeah. <laughs> I like yeah, Injustice yeah. League. The one thing I like uh, in Justice League when we got him, he was mellowed out and calmed down a lot from that quick little clip it at the end. Um, yeah. I mean that was that was good. Joe Magnolio as Deathstroke. That seems to be entertaining. Um what else? What else? What else? Where was it where was it going with this? I kind of kind of walked off my notes a little bit. Um fifth year, five years. We still don't have a Man of Steel 2 at this point. Um yeah. They will, I believe, in September, they will be uh, starting on the Flash, um, and bring. And from what I was reading, it's going to have a Back to the Future uh, feel to it, which is kind of interesting for the Flash. Um, whoa, Back to the Future feel. Yeah, can you like get? 
is is that the, the, that that's all there because so pretty much what's going on um we're also gonna we're gonna jump a little bit um it seems like so dc or the dceu has a new um creative consultant um i uh, jeff johns i think his name is or no jeff johns was in there and then he stepped down so they brought in somebody else i don't know if you can if you know you're able to quickly uh check yeah, my facts on that yeah um so he stepped down i'm drawing a blank on this i think jeff john stepped down and then they brought in uh another comic book writer and he's pretty much coming in and he's playing kevin feige and he's laying all of these films out on the table uh he got rid of birds of prey there he's doing away with that um there's two joker movies coming out one with uh Joaquin Phoenix and Martin uh Scorsese film and I have then no idea how that's going to th- Martin Scorsese on that film is going to be is going to be really interesting to see how he plays with that see I feel the only way he will be able to do that is if they go down um the killing joke storyline I feel yeah. like that's that's the only way that they could handle that story. And then Jared Leto's god-awful Joker is getting a movie. <laughs> yeah. And they're throwing Harley Quinn in there. And I feel like, you know, they're putting Harley Quinn in everything because they were do- they were going to put Harley Quinn as the bad guy in Birds of Prey. And then uh, they were going to put Harley Quinn in her own Harley Quinn movie. Um, do you like Margot Robbie as um, Harley Quinn? I don't know. That's a good question. I don't. I don't know how I feel about it. Because um, from 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 what I know, we haven't really seen Harley Quinn in a in a movie. But I don't know how I uh, I don't know how I feel about her playing that role. See, Margot Robbie is a great character actor. Yeah, um, she does really good at that. But I think. I remember everyone's like, oh, my God, she's so hot. She's got mad sex appeal about her. Um, and they tried doing that in the movie, Suicide Squad. But I just, I don't know. I guess I, it's been a while since I watched the movie. So, you know what? Let me let me go back. <laughs> she was good as Harley Quinn, okay? Um, oddly enough. That movie was garbage. I don't. And... I feel like we we don't even need her in there. I mean, I mean, the whole plot of Suicide Squad. Spoiler alert for people who haven't seen it. If you haven't seen it already, but it's like she's that whole that whole facility is for people who are like deadly deadly people, and they're they're known for killing people. But what what special ability that she has that that would keep her in there? She's a bat, and she can shoot guns and. It just she, she, it felt like she didn't even need to be in the movie. Maybe like a cameo or something, but it just felt like I don't need you in here. So I think Argus was uh, set up horribly for this movie. You know, um, yeah. Argus. Uh, do you watch Arrow? I, I've tried. It's not. It's not for me. So. Yeah. So, I'm actually friends with Stephen Amell. Oh really? I am. Yeah, he's uh, he's a pretty cool guy. Um. I think his his Argus and his Suicide Squad was a lot better than the one we got on TV. Now, even though I said I really didn't like Jared Leto as the Joker, it was weird. Um, and Margot Robbie as a Harley Quinn, that was kind of off-putting for me too as well. Um, but I think those two are the best things for those movies uh in that movie i think those two are the two elements that really keep you engaged because everything with the joker and harley quinn when they were on screen together for it was like four minutes total i mm-hmm. I, I wanted to see more of that uh relationship that yeah to- could... that how toxic it was, was yeah i definitely 
they they were the best parts of the movie, and I mean, so but okay, still, yeah. So you know who I think would have made a better, um, what's her name, uh, Harley Quinn? Who? Um, what's the actress? She's in Suicide Squad. She plays the witch. You know, the one who's like. Oh, her I know arms around. About. Let me if look you, if, yeah, if you go on Google, right, you type in her name mixed with Harley Quinn, and she has the Harley Quinn makeup on her. It's so much better. Her face is round. Her body is built like Harley Quinn from the comics, or not the comics. I lied. Harley Quinn from the animated series. Yeah, Cara Delevingne is her name. Yeah, and yeah. I'm looking at the about the pictures right now. It's a yeah. lot better fit. I, I, I just think those two were missed cast. Um, it, it's it's one of those things where it's Margot Robbie. Uh, she was a hot item at the time, so of course they put her in. Do you think then, that their role should have been switched? Um. For the yes, I think yeah. she should have been the um, should have been Harley Quinn, and uh, Margaret Robbie shouldn't even be in the movie. Yeah. Uh, I feel like it was too much of her and Will Smith, the Will Smith show. You know, I, <laughs> I felt like it was too much of them, but that's that's another topic for another day. Um, as we got off topic, but let me go back for a moment. Yeah, we really, really got off on a tangent. We, yeah. Um, we haven't had a sequel yet. What is your thoughts on the DC trying to set up um, Zack Snyder as the Josh Whedon? I don't like. <laughs> I don't like Zack Snyder. And I think that Marvel, I mean, not Marvel, I think that DC is just trying to put him what? on anything, on anything there is. I, 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 I don't think that that he is good at all. Well, he actually has a, so they brought in Josh Whedon to kind of fix Justice League. For those who don't know, um, Justice League was a hot mess. It, too many hands were in the pot at one time. There was the Zack Snyder cut that apparently is out there, and apparently it's really good. And then there's the garbage that we got, the Josh Whedon uh, version in the movies. And uh, pretty much Zack Snyder was fired because um, he wasn't listening to what the studio was saying. And he wanted to follow his own path and create and finish this universe that he created. Because if you think if it wasn't for Snyder, we wouldn't have this universe, you know? Yeah. Um, but DC is in such a, we need to catch up with Marvel. And they're just rushing these projects and they're no good. Yeah, yeah they're, they're guilty pleasures for me, but they're, they're just, they're horrible. Um, so halfway filming the movie, they fired Zack Snyder. We didn't know that right away, right? Mm-hmm. Until three months later, uh, when his daughter unfortunately committed suicide, they used that to announce that Zack Snyder was stepping down from Justice League, walking away from it. To take time and focusing on his family, uh, they use that in a in a press release. I just like I just think it's just a like minding minding the daughter's suicide, like like just putting that to the side. I think it's just like a terrible mistake to just fire someone, fire someone that important to the movie midway through midway through shooting. Like I, well, it, it's just really bad. Well, he, so, okay, so. The same, it could be a positive or it could be a negative because I agree with you. It, it's definitely a mistake to fire somebody majority uh, through the film, right? Making the film. Uh, but it's happened twice now with Disney and Lucasfilm for Rogue One, right? The original director. Uh, well, no, they didn't fire him. I'm sorry. They reshot 
majority of the movie because it wasn't flowing right. So they brought in an assistant director who had more experience and helped craft Rogue One. Yeah. But then with uh, uh, Solo, right, mm-hmm. we had Phil Lloyd and Chris Miller, the directors of the Lego movie. They came in and they shot 95% of Solo. And then Disney stopped, uh, stepped in and was like, hey, wait a minute. You guys are making a spoof of our character. We're firing you. Right, and then they brought in Ron Howard, and Ron Howard had to start from scratch and remake that whole movie. Um, I enjoyed so I, I'm a huge Star Wars fan. Uh, I enjoyed Solo. It had its flaws, but it was an enjoyable film. Uh, right now, Solo apparently I, I have to check where it's at on the box office. Um, last time I checked, it was at number one. Seeing that The Incredibles are out now. Which um, we'll uh, we'll get into that in a little bit. I'm sure that's going to push it down further. If it's not already, maybe you can check on that uh, because it seems like you're in front of a computer. Yeah. Um, so I personally feel that Solo would have been a lot better financially if it if they kept their original release date, which was in December, and that would have given enough time for the Star Wars fans to cool down because uh, The Last Jedi wasn't well, well received. So, I mean, I feel like it's too close to each other to release Solo for it to financially succeed, if that makes sense. You being a, a Star Wars fan, what do you think? Um, what do you think on um, like uh, the Last Jedi? What do you think about that? Like, like just a movie in, in general. So Ryan Johnson's uh, take on the Last Jedi, um, I enjoyed it. Uh, there were some moments in the movie where I was like, "Huh." Uh, Luke Skywalker taking the lightsaber and throwing it over his shoulder. Um, I felt like that could have easily been... You could have gotten the same reaction if you did it a different... If he just looked at the lightsaber and then dropped it on the ground and then walked away. But then again, it is Ryan Johnson. Uh, He made Looper. I don't know if you've ever seen that. I've seen Looper. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So he was the writer and director of Looper, and Looper was a, it was a kind of a weird film. Yeah. Um. But but it was good, and Ryan Johnson's really good at his storytelling, and he's got a unique way of telling his story. Um. I personally feel that he made some really really good choices. Um. He made some really bad choices. And I mean, we can get into that uh, on another day. Um, so I think that in order for Star Wars to evolve and to change and to continue to last for generations, we needed this uh, this movie, okay? Um, and some of the elements in it. Yeah, um, I, I think I think that like. This the the last Jedi. It's not like because the Force Awakens was really well received. So I think that that I agree with you when like this the last Jedi is very important to like whether all right the Force Awakens was great, but now let's see if you can follow up with continuous good movies and I've, see if we can do that. But here's the thing too, Lucasfilm, uh, yeah, Lucasfilm and Disney knew the movie they had, right? Mm-hmm. So they pretty much mind-fucked us leading up to this movie. They pitched the movie. The marketing team is phenomenal. They marketed this movie and pitched it to, we're going to learn who Ray's parents are. Uh, is Ray turning to the dark side? They made this movie look so dark. And they were comparing it to, the, uh, to Empire, 
um, because the writer of Empire and and his son, uh, they wrote The Last Jedi. And uh, they're saying it, it, this is going to be the the new Empire, and it's going to be very dark and gritty, and it's going to be a different take on Star Wars. We got a different take on Star Wars. Uh, it's definitely not Empire, yeah. but it but it is up there with one of my top favorite Star Wars movies. Um, See, I don't know if I would agree with that. That that on the top i think it's towards towards the bottom towards the like the the middle bottom i don't know it it isn't it's not great so okay so if if you had to your top i don't know how many movies there's what 10 now technically yeah. there's 10 um if you had to rate the movies uh, what order would you place them in um that's that's that that's a that's a hard question to just go off right to bat. Um, Star Wars: The Force Awakens would have to be on there because I think that's just like a I think that's a great 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 movie. Um, then probably, uh, probably Empire Strikes Back, and then uh, and probably a New Hope after that. After that, just uh, interesting. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, I would have to go Return of the Jedi, Empire, um, Rogue One, New Hope, I would say, and then my guilty pleasure of uh, Solo, and then actually, wow, that's a that's a hard one. You're right. Because, I mean, it's always it's always changing for me. Um, I find myself honestly watching more of Return of the Jedi more than all of them. But uh, but you, so I don't know. That's something I really have to sit down and think about. Yeah, that's a Um, it's a really tough decision to make there. But we we all know what's going to happen though, right? With Episode Nine, I don't. (laughs) So. J.J. Abrams is coming back to direct. J.J. Abrams, yeah. Abrams, yeah. So he's coming back to direct episode nine. Um, That's good. So what he... he, I don't know if it's good because here's... J.J. Abrams is really good with starting off a trilogy. Um, What's that movie? Star Trek. The first Star Trek was phenomenal. Uh, Star Trek In the Darkness, the second one, it kind of slipped off a little bit. But, I mean, it was still enjoyable. I still liked it. Uh, we all knew that Khan was in the movie, even though th- th- he came out and said, yeah, Khan's in the movie. But then he backtracked and was like, no, Khan's not in the movie. But whatever. Um, so it's all about, can J.J. finish this thing off? Can he wrap it up? Um and you know he's going to change everything that happened from episode eight to episode nine. And they have to deal with the death of um the late Carrie Fisher, which is gonna be interesting to see. Yeah. And you know out of Force Awakens, The Last Jedi, and Episode Nine, I feel like episode nine will cross that two billion dollar mark. Because everyone's gonna rush out, no matter on wh- no matter what's going on with the Star Wars fans right now, because how they're so divided, everyone's gonna rush out to find out what happens to Carrie Fisher, what happens to Princess Leia. So I feel like at, this movie is gonna cross that two billion dollar mark, kind of like The Force Awakens, and uh, the same thing happened with uh, Fast and Furious Seven. Everybody wanted to see what happened to Paul Walker if they were going to kill him off or yeah. so on and so forth. So with episode nine, that's what we're going to get. So let's go to our third topic uh, because we're we're you know <laughs> we're rambling we're, a lot. Yeah, we're, yeah, we are. Uh, topic number three. It is Disney's live action movie Dumbo, uh, directed by Tim Burton. The tr- uh, teaser trailer actually just dropped a few days ago. Uh, 
I will I I I will sell my house. I will sell my dog. I will sell my wife. I will sell whatever I need to sell to uh to make sure Dumbo finds his mom. Um, I love this trailer. It had had a special place in my heart. Dumbo is one of my favorite Disney movies. Uh, I'm a little nervous though because we have Tim Burton coming back. Tim Burton directed uh, Alice in Wonderland, and then I'm not too sure if he directed Through the Looking Glass. I think he did too as well, but I I don't know if Dumbo can handle the the Tim Burton look and feel. What do you think? I uh, I think Tim Burton Tim Burton can. can I, I think this movie is gonna be gonna be good because of Tim Burton, but I just I I don't see the appeal. Like I know you're you're are you excited for this movie? I am. I am. Yeah, I don't I don't see the appeal of the of the of the live action remakes. I it just seems like all right, we're gonna rehash the same story and it's just gonna we're rehash the same story and it's and it's gonna Oh wait, but we have cool special effects so everything looks real. It's it seems kinda lazy in a way, but I'm excited to see what Tim... I think Tim Burton can pull it off. Okay, fair enough. Uh, Sticking with Disney, we're going to go into our next topic. Tonight is uh, Friday night or Saturday morning. Depends on where you're at, where you're listening in the world. Um, Disney, Pixar, The Incredibles 2 opens in theaters. No, I'm not sponsored for this. I'm just telling you what's (laughs) out there right now. Uh, It opened nationwide tonight technically Thursday because now they don't do midnight releases anymore because of the Dark Knight shooting. Oof. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, so it opened in theaters. I think it's How successful? You, th- you think it's going to do financially well? Yeah. Um, I think the whole point of The Incredibles was to make a sequel because uh, the whole, the, I mean, the first Incredibles movie was just like a, basically a whole satire on the 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 mo- the movie industry when it comes to superheroes and the way that they uh, at the end they they um, tease a sequel, they tease a sequel for it. It just but, perpetuates that as well. But we got a sequel for it, and yeah. not many people know that we already got a sequel to The Incredibles back on PlayStation Two. Gosh, that's old. Uh, they released the Incredibles game, which it picks up right at the end of the first movie, and it tells a second story. I don't that I didn't know that. Um, yeah, I yeah. The only reason why I know that is because I had that game growing up. That's um, weird. Yeah, and that was fourteen years ago. I'm twenty five, so that it's. Not many people remember that. It was a good. It was a young me, fourteen years ago. I thought the game was flawless. Looking back now, the the game's probably horrible. Yeah. Um, that's interesting. But, Does it tell the same? St- it doesn't tell the same story that's in this new Incredibles too, though. Uh no, no, okay. no, no. Uh, at the end of the Incredibles, it, we have the Mole Man or whatever his name is. Yeah, and that was the villain for the second movie or the video game. Um, so I, I, I kind of, I really don't remember that story um, of the video game because it was 14 years ago, and I really didn't pay attention to the story that much. Um, but I, I mean, we'll see. We'll but see. what's interesting is. Right now, we're having mixed reviews on the movie. We have, on one hand, everyone saying, oh my gosh, we waited 14 years for this movie, and it's a letdown. It's, it's not as good as the first one. They should have used uh, Sinestro, Sinestro, right? No. Uh, what's his name? Gosh. Villain from the first movie. Oh, um, not Sinestro. Um, Sinestro is a Green Lantern villain. Yeah, um, it's not Electro either. Give me a second. S- S- Syndrome. Syndrome. Yes, that's what it is. S- Syndrome. Is that what it is? Yeah. Um, I feel like 
they should they should have used him for the second movie, and here's why: because everyone is saying the villain from uh, this movie is a step backwards from the <laughs> first movie. Uh, from what I've read and from what I heard, if they would have introduced the first villain in the second movie, and then the second movie's villain in the first movie, it would have kind of flown together and it would have tied them and the family dynamic a little bit better. Yeah, I do think that like Syndrome was like a really, really, really well and thought out villain. And yeah, if, if, if the two villains would have been switched, I think it would have been a lot better. But I, I still think this family dynamic of the dad having to take care of the kids, I think that's, that's going to be like, just the, just that alone is something I want to see in theaters. So I think right. it's going to do great. Uh, how much do you think it's going to make at the box office? Uh, that's a uh, um. Oh, let me let me ask you this. Okay, um, we know this week it's going to be number one at the box office. We know it's going to be in first place. Oh yeah. Uh, next next Friday opening up is Jurassic World: Fallen Kingdom. How much of a drop-off would The Incredibles 2 do? Probably to two or three. I don't think it would drop that far. So, so, about, um, so about 45%? For a 45% drop-off? Yeah. Yeah, I would say that. Yeah, nice. Or do you think... Right now, tracking overseas... Um, Jurassic World Two is making some big cash right now. It's making some. It's making a lot of money, and they're predicting a big opening for um, this upcoming Friday for the release in the states. Um, they're saying it should be bigger than the first movie's opening, but we'll see because we have a Pixar movie out in theaters. We have, you know, Disney, who they're a powerhouse. Um. I feel like Jurassic World will have a strong opening and then it will drop and Incredibles 2 will stick to landing and be a number one for a second week in a row. Um, And and possibly a third week and I would say Jurassic World will kind of fluctuate between two and three. I I think I don't even think two or three. I think Jurassic World is gonna is is gonna come out on top. It's gonna come out on top. It's gonna drop significantly. Well, Incredibles two is just gonna it's it's gonna stay there. It's gonna it's gonna maintain its position. So this is what's gonna happen, right? Um, At least in my head, this is what happens. We're going to have moms and dads go to the movie theater, right, with their kids, and. Say the son and father, they're going to lean towards more Jurassic Park, and the mom and daughter will lean more towards the Pixar, or vice versa, or not even lean towards one or the other at all. You know, uh, there really hasn't been any. Now that I think about it, there really hasn't been any child's movie this summer. I know we're only in June, but now the summer season starts in April. May. Yeah, aside from you know show dogs, which wasn't wasn't it wasn't animated, but it was it was it was not the best either. So there was a movie called Show Dogs. It's one of those talking talking dog movies, and uh, <laughs> you watched it. I okay. I sometimes I go out with some friends and we see just the worst movie we can find. We went to go see the Emoji Movie, and we went to go see oh, this man, and it was. It's always a blast when we do when you're with your friends just seeing a terrible movie laughing at it. And right. you know what it was there. It was at the movie theaters and that's all I have to say about it cuz okay. <laughs> all right. So our last topic and our final topic uh of the show is kind of kind of different. We're, uh it's kind of TV related news, social network related news. Um, I I think this he's an actor. 
Okay, he's an actor. He's a TV personnel. I am tired of this goddamn YouTube movement BS. Um, so those who don't know, it's been reported today that Chris Hardwick um, at Nightly this is one of his shows. He also is uh, the, the host for Talking Dead, for those of you who, who watch who watches The Walking Dead, um, and um, amongst other things, at Nerdist, you know? Yeah. His whole career has just been swept out from underneath his feet in the course of three hours today. I've been following the story, and within the, those three hours, everything has been taken away from him because of this goddamn U2 movement. This one girl, an ex of his came out of the woodwork, right, out of nowhere, and said that he mentally and physically drained her and abused her. Three years, I think it was three or four years ago in their relationship, um, and was saying stuff like he was expecting her to service him when he gets home from from work. Apparently, he blacklisted her from uh, studio work. And there's a whole bunch of stuff. If you want to look for that information, guys, it's out there. I'm not going to get into it too much. But what I am going to get into is, do you think that because – how can I say this? Do you think that it is fair, it is right for your whole career to be swept away and taken away from you because one allegation against you? And yet, as as far as I know – uh, he still hasn't made a comment, and his uh, publicist still hasn't come out with anything. So do you think it's fair to be proven guilty in uh, the workforce or whatever when it com- comes to this situation instead of being innocent first? Well, first, just to follow up on what you were saying, uh, just like 11 minutes ago, there was a so, some TMZ reported that he denied uh, the the allegations. So okay, he had denied. But in response to what you're saying, I do think that I mean I'm so f- like <laughs> just the preface. We both of us are males, and we have we have a weird right to talk about this. But it's it's kind of weird to the point where this this Me Too mo- movement has gone to the point where anyone can say anything, and every and that in the person that that has the allegation against them is automatically guilty which i think is kind right. of i kind of it's kind of wrong it it's just, yeah. it's just it's it's kind of dumb to be honest well here's um gosh uh did you hear what netflix is doing the 5 second stare thing yeah of, the, oh the which is god ridiculous like if we're in a conversation and i'm listening <sighs> what you're saying and i'm actively engaged to you I have to time myself every five seconds to look away. Maybe I'm reading into this way too much, but it's just everyone is too. I I I I don't know. Oversensitive. Um, yeah, and and it's just. I get it. There needed to be a um. What's the word? Hollywood needed a clean house, right? They needed a clean house and get those people out who didn't belong, who was calling problem, causing problems, Henry Weinstein. Uh, unfortunately, Kevin Spacey was among them, um, harassing uh, young males in the industry. And uh, amongst others, right? Yeah. And now Chris Hardwick, Chris Hardwick is amongst those allegations, which is... I mean, I don't know. I, I, I don't want to believe it because until there's evidence or physical proof or whatever out there, I'm I'm only going to take this with a grain of salt because, like you said, it only takes one person to say, yeah, this person sexually assaulted me or whatever, and it t- wipes away their whole career. She is an ex-girlfriend from, what's it, what's it three years ago, right? Is I'm, that what it says? I'm pretty sure, yeah. Yeah, three years ago. Um, and from what the research that I found was she had a Britney Spears moment, right? 
where <laughs> she just Lindsay Lohan did, Britney Spears, and Amanda Bynes all she was part of that crowd, right? Yeah. And Chris Hardwick left her for whatever reason. I don't know. That's not my place to know that information or whatever. But he went from doing what we're doing, podcasting, to hosting a television show. Um, And it's just one of those things where, and plus he's married now. He might have a kid on the way. I don't don't know. I, I mean, I follow him, but it's not like I'm a diehard Chris Hardwick, you know, fan. Right. Um, it's, I don't know. It, it just, it's really, I think it's really just, it's kind of, it's kind of ridiculous to, to, cause AMC is, is, is under pressure cause they're going to pull, they, they might be pulling his, his, um, his talk show talking with Chris Hardwick. Cause right. But he, yeah, it was just, uh, approved for September, wasn't it? Yeah. Uh, it, I'm reading something right now. It says, uh, talking with Chris Hardwick is set to have its second cycle premiere air at 11.02 p.m. on June 17th. And they're thinking about, they're very uncomfortable uh, airing it because of what's been happening recently. That is that is Sunday. That yeah. is Sunday night. Yep. Uh, so I'm actually looking at Nerdist, which I think this is ridiculous. I will read this to you. And... Um, and I mean, this is what we're going to do to close out the show. But give me your thoughts about this. So at Nerdist posted on their Twitter and Instagram and their Facebook. And they said, uh, hi, everyone. Like you, we were shocked to read the news this morning. Nerdist uh, prides itself on being an inclusive company made up of a positive, diverse community of people who come together to share and discuss the things we love. That type of behavior is, on the contrary, um, to everything we stand for and believe in. And we absolutely don't tolerate discrimination, harassment, and other forms of abuse. They continue to say, there are many ways that you can help a friend or loved one, uh, yeah, loved one who has been affected by abuse. There are resources and support availability, uh, available. National Sexual Assault Hotline. The one eight hundred six five six hope. Um, there's the crisis hotline that's listed here. There is the um, the rain hotline, the rape, abuse, and uh, incest national network offers sexual support, and it's just giving out all of these numbers. And then this is where it gets me, right? That they put in this statement that's kind of frustrating. That right now we have uh, Comedy Central keeping quiet. As far as I know, they haven't said anything. Uh, AMC Network hasn't expressed like they're pulling the plug. But at Nerdist, the company that Chris Hardwick helped... Um, uh, gosh, what, what's, the, what's the word I'm looking for? Establish. Uh, establish. Uh, he was a founder this is what they it's, they literally just pulled this out from underneath him, um, and here's the here's the statement they said. Here's a statement from our parent company. It says Chris Hardwick had no uh, operational involvement with Nerdist for the past two two years preceding the expiration of his contract in December 2017. He no longer has any uh, affiliate affiliation. With legendary digital networks, the company has removed all reference to Mr. Hardwick, uh, even as the original founder of Nerdist pending further investigation. Whoa. Thank you. Yeah, they removed him from the founder. They, what? Yeah they they took him from everything. They, like he's his whole feet is just being ripped. Everything underneath his feet is being ripped out. Okay, I see. I see two sides to this. So obviously, this person's career should not be demolished in six seconds because of allegations. That's just a moral thing to do. But from if I'm if I'm putting myself in the shoes of like a TV rep or something like that, or uh, or uh, a part of a a network, I would see to the point where 
we have to unaffiliate with this person, no matter if he's guilty or not, because I don't want my company to be associated with somebody who did this or who did that. I right. can see that side, and I know there's like a moral conscience there where where, where it's like, I I don't know if this person's right or wrong. I'm sorry, but I have to take I have to disassociate with you at all times. But still, I think it's very, I think it's, it's, it's kind of dumb. It just seems that everyone is they're they're just trying to um what's the word I'm looking what's the word I'm looking for play it safe and they they don't want anything to uh affect their careers you know yeah so I don't know. when you look at it in the in the long run they're looking for the nerdicism isn't isn't trying to see what they can do to preserve Chris Hardwick's career. They're looking at yeah. what they can do to preserve Nerdist's uh, exactly. position. Which I, I think that is shitty of them. Um, now, like this, I don't know. I guess we just have to watch the story and, um, you know. It is, it is shitty of them to do. But then again, it's like what, like they can't be like, oh, we fully support Chris Hardwick with these allegations that um, and his we can't they can't do that so right i think exactly it's the only thing they can do i agree i agree with you all right guys and that's our time we've hit that 50 uh that 50 minute mark uh, i want to thank you guys for coming out and listening to the show um i like to apollo thank you for coming on and co-hosting uh this episode of the dom child show uh, go ahead and plug yourself, man. Tell people where you're at. What do you, you know, sell yourself? Um, well, right now, um, <laughs> I'm ju- I'm just trying to. I have a I have a podcast on here called Dysfunction, and it's just with me and my best friend, and we're just trying to get it off the. We're just trying to figure out a schedule for ourselves. So, other than cool. that, I have an Instagram where I do just digital, digital edits, digital design stuff like that. Um at Made by Apollo, if you want to check that out. Made by Apollo. Perfect. All right, guys. And you know where to find me on Snapchat, Instagram, Facebook. Drop it like Dom. That's it for our show. And until next time, bye-bye.